0: Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord to display His glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations. And their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels." For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Our next reading is from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. Our final reading is from John. Chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah, the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week's message in our Advent series, Hope is Born, is about rejoicing. And I think there's a lot to be thankful for and a lot to rejoice about, even when things are not looking so great. And I was especially reminded of this as I ended up taking ill this week and not feeling my best. But I had plenty to be thankful for, and plenty to celebrate. As we prepare our hearts for hope, for this joy, for this peace that Christmas is, I think it's important that we recognize all that we have to rejoice over. In our reading today in 1 Thessalonians, we have Paul's words, Rejoice! always pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That the Spirit is in us to give us a spirit that can rejoice for all that we've been given, for all the things that we have To celebrate. And I was thinking about this over the last week as I dealt with all the things surrounding not feeling well. I dealt with school and all that comes with that, and trying to get everything ready and keeping the boys going. And it could be exhausting. But I enjoyed being able to just stop and think about all the good that God has done in my life. That even when I'm not feeling my best, I still have plenty to be thankful for and plenty to celebrate. And I could rest when I needed to because I had that peace that God gives that said, you know what? You can take it easy. Things will be all right. And I think sometimes we miss that. We miss that in Advent because we're so busy getting ready. And it's almost like we're waiting to celebrate that we're waiting too long because we have things right here and right now that give us a cause to rejoice. Maybe think about John in our gospel reading for today. And we have that John was sent to testify to the light. And when John was asked who he is, John very much says, first of all, who he's not. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. I'm not any of those things that you think I am. And then we get the verse from Isaiah that we had last week. Who is John? The voice of one crying out, make straight the way of the Lord. It could end there, but they want to know more. Well... What are you doing then? Why are you baptizing people? And that's because there's something more to come. And that's something to celebrate. John could be upset. He's not the one everybody's looking for. But he's going to shout the way. He's going to be the voice crying out the one who brings people in and baptizes them with water and says, somebody more is coming. I'm going to get you ready, but not even I am worthy for the one coming after me. Be glad. Something big is going to happen, something good. And we can celebrate that now. I think it's important that we get the idea of being able to say, yes, this is going to be good. And we can be happy about it today. Because we can be happy about things yet to come. And you know, I can't help feel, after having gone in and getting tested for the coronavirus and thankfully having it come back negative, that we do live in a time of great stress and great worry and great concern. We've got plenty of things to worry about and obsess over. And a lot of that concern is justified. But, we still have plenty of things to be happy about. Now, we may not be here to worship in the church building. And we may not be for some time. And I could dwell on that. I could let it get me down. Or I could celebrate that we are still connected and that we are still together in Christ. That whether or not we are here in this building, in any building, doesn't change that we are together in Him. And to me, that's the important part. And I'm reminded of all this in Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. We get a picture of everything being made new and set right. Being made good. Because God is still with us. Even when things are rough. Especially when things are rough. Because of God's great love. That God has clothed me with the garments of salvation. That's a wonderful feeling. That God is there to give us hope, even in times of trouble, and remind us that we still have plenty to celebrate, even when things aren't going how we expected them to go. And you know, I thought about this a lot, having time where I could only sit and reflect. Because I didn't have the energy to do much else. I could think about all the things that I wasn't getting done. But I could also think about all the good that was still in my life. That there's a lot of things that we have missed out on this year. There's lots of things that didn't go the way we expected them to go. Lots of things that didn't happen the way we wanted them to. But that doesn't mean that God isn't with us. It doesn't mean we've lost hope. It just means we're taking a different path. So instead of setting my sights on all the things I wished could be, I've set my sights on the things that I can do and what can be, knowing that Christmas will still come, that Christ is still born on Christmas Day to set us free, And that gives us cause to rejoice. Our Emmanuel, God with us. God residing with us, in us, that we have that hope that never goes away. No matter how bad things get, God is with us. And that's enough to make me pause and think, that's good. That's good. I may still not have all the energy I wish that I had. And I'm already feeling better. I could be thankful that my kids were a huge help this week. Because they're still excited. And I've learned a lot from them over this last year about being able to find the good amongst the bad. They still look ahead to things that they want to do. And they aren't jaded thinking they'll never happen, they're patiently waiting. Because the hope never goes out. Being able to spend time with family and friends, being able to do all the things they want to do, all the things that aren't open, waiting for them to open again, all the places they can't go, going to them again. But they haven't given up hope, they still find joy in what they do every day. I tell you, all three of my kids have been an inspiration in this time, reminding me that there's always going to be light in the darkness. And that it's up to us to testify to that light. To be like John. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. But it doesn't stop me from celebrating the one who's coming. It doesn't stop me from celebrating the birth of a Savior born to set us free. It doesn't stop me from having hope. And all those who suffer being set free from suffering, all those in bondage being set free, all those who are downtrodden being lifted up, every yoke broken, that our bondage to sin and death is shattered by Christ, that we prepare our hearts to celebrate That love that sets us free. That we prepare our hearts for the joy that Christ brings to us so that we can bring that joy to others. And that it's not just about a day. But it's the day that reminds us about a life. A day that reminds us about how we should live. Not knowing where the next hope will come from, but always looking for it never knowing when the ups and downs may come, but always celebrating what God has given us and always being able to be happy that we are loved by our Savior for the gift that has already been given. So in this time of preparation, remember to celebrate that time as well. Rejoice in the goodness that God has given us. Rejoice in the light that will always outshine the darkness. Rejoice in the hope that we have that never goes away because Christ is with us. And be glad for all we have in this life and the next, that we may rejoice in Christ our Savior being born into this world to set us free. We may celebrate his love entering into our lives daily. We rejoice in the hope of what is yet to come knowing that through it all, our Emmanuel, God with us, will always be there. And if we can't rejoice in that, I don't know what we can rejoice in. So as we prepare our hearts in this season of Advent, let us always be rejoicing in the love of the Father, and the care of the Son, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen.